Sorry, one sec. I need to record audio of you hitting that dank weed. Sorry, Anatole. Is this ASMR? <coughs> that was really good. Thank you. I'm really talented. Thank you. If anybody wants to get me something for my birthday, all I want is a small bong. It's the only thing I want, like a little baby one. A tiny bong. Yeah, a, a tiny a bong. A car bong. bong. I, want, I want a car bong for the apartment. I want a car bomb for the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I want a carpet bomb. Just to have apartment. one. <laughs> I want a carpet bomb. Winnipeg? I want a carpet bomb. <laughs> I can't publish that or we'll get no, we, The FBI will show up at our door like they showed up at fucking Jake Flores' door because he said you shouldn't feel bad if ICE agents die. Are we recording? I'm recording. Oh. Okay, well, we should, like, start the podcast Welcome to Is This Drag? I'm Moxie. And I'm Dirt. Uh, this is a new drag podcast because you definitely needed more of those uh, from two Winnipeg drag performers who have a lot to say very loudly. This is the only scientifically proven, objectively correct uh, This is a podcast. double-blinded podcast. This is a double-blinded <laughs> podcast. We are always right and everyone else is wrong. We watch Drag Race in a crowded uh, restaurant full of straight people for you. So yeah, you don't, we, we do. We show up. We so show you don't up have. so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm Ross Blotch. and I'm Carrie Poppy. <laughs> no, I'm not. We don't have. My um, voice is not that smooth and dulcet. We don't have executive producer Jeffrey Craner. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Craner. Is that not the name of their producer? No, he's from Night Vale. Jeffrey Craner's definitely one of the Night Vale guys. Ian Kramer. <laughs> Ian Kramer. Jesus Christ! I'm a little drunk. I'm high, so here we are. It's legal here. Here we Suck are, it. America. Um, okay, so... We just got back from our second live viewing of All Stars. It was the s- fifth episode of the season? Yes. All um, Stars 4. The fourth All Stars. Yeah. May the so fourth be with All Stars. Ugh. Um, I wish it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it wouldn't! Um, so this has been a season for us, personally. Um, to give Oof. you some background on the two of us, my name is Moxie Cotton... And I'm Loren. here to make it clear. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, my name is Moxie Cotton Loren Beast. <laughs> my name's just Dirt. I don't have a family. <laughs> An orphan child. Eaten gruel. Somewhere. Stop. Out. That's, that. what? That's nope. American Tale. I meant to sing Annie. <laughs> Bible goes west. <laughs> maybe far away. Or maybe real This nearby. is all garbage. We can't use any of this. Moxie is smoking that day. and one of our cats is shitting (laughs) oh good so this is the next what hour of your life probably (laughs) welcome to my personal hell um we're two winnipeg performers dirt is a king i am a drag queen yeah and we are two um university educated idiots who have a lot of opinions about fashion about gender politics, about race politics, about class warfare. Um, barefoot is legal. Barefoot is legal. The earth is flat. The moon is fake. Tax is, tax is good. Rent is theft. 
stealing is good and fun and you should always steal from large corporations all landlords are parasites <laughs> and rupaul is a criminal war criminal <laughs> rupaul <laughs> Ru- uh, we cannot say that <laughs> rupaul committed we cannot say this we literally cannot say this on That's- air um, I'll, I'll beep it out. I've been performing since July of 2016. No, 2017. I've been performing for about a year and a half. Uh, I've technically speaking been performing since April of 2018, but I really count my debut as this September of 2018. Uh, but I've been a fan of drag for a few years before that. Yeah, um, my first season of Drag Race was seven, and I really loved Katya and Violet Tchotchke. So mm-hmm. here we are. My first seasons of Drag Race, I watched seven and eight concurrently as season eight was airing, and I was immediately a big fan of Katya and Trixie. Uh, I started out being like one of those typical kind of intro fans who was really into the skinny fishy queens. Like the moment Naomi Smalls walked on, uh, walked into the workroom, I was just like, yes. I mean, I also did, and I had watched every season of Drag Race up to that point. It's yeah, just Naomi. sometimes I'm, ob- like I said, I'm objectively right about everything. Yeah, um... But now we are heavily involved in our local scene. We run a quote-unquote organization. We run a drag performance troupe, I guess. Yeah, Slunt Factory. Called Slunt Factory. And we host events for new up-and-coming performers with the goal being to pay our queens. Yeah. So we're very, we're very invested in uh, drag politics, as it were. Yeah. And um, I think we're also invested in regular politics. Yeah. And so we just get mad a lot. So now we're making a podcast because that's what white people do when they're mad. <laughs> we're both white, by the way, and we're uh, well. We're both non-binary out of drag, but for all intensive purposes, we're in drag right now. So I'm a she. So I'm and I'm a he-ish. You're something. <laughs> I'm an. You're it. dirt. I'm dirt from Who's the ground. That boy walking down, down the, the street with the delicate, delicate feet. It's dirt. dirt. That's my theme song. Um, yeah, so this season of All-Stars. This season of All-Stars. We're going to go into this assuming people have a general background knowledge of RuPaul's Drag Race, I think. Yeah, and uh, the thing is is that um, Dirt was gone for two weeks, so we couldn't start this podcast with the first episode. So we're going to do a general kind of recap and feelings thus far, and then we're going to mm-hmm. try and do weekly episodes uh, that are recaps. I was, I am, I've already been a little bit burnt out on All-Stars seasons since All-Stars 3, so when they announced the cast for this one, I was a little not underwhelmed i was just like i don't need this right now like i don't need to care about this right now well i felt the same way about all stars 3 i i was more excited for the cast of all stars 4 because there were queens that i really wanted to see again like naomi and valentina and i mean i can never get enough manila no i had a little bit of a contentious time with manila i found some of her stuff in season 3 a little like particularly her chinese accent in season 3 threw me off a little bit but um, I really respect her as an artist. I think she's a fantastic queen. So I was excited to see her back. I love Naomi Smalls so much. Uh, I wasn't super excited about Valentina. I was excited to see Monet and Monique again. But I do have I this, love like, Monet Exchange. I love Monet Exchange so much. I love Monet Exchange so much. I'm a little... I wish they would take more queens from the earlier seasons. And I wish they would like in, invoke like some sort of rule that says you can't come back to All-Stars if at least two years hasn't passed since your season. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, giving, I, I think that that breathing room is really important. And I think that's something to talk about with Farah returning to all stars, because I think yes. she's grown a lot. 
Jared and I have both been performing for basically our entire lives. Um, he studies vocal performance, mm-hmm. and um, I've been a dancer for years. And a clarinetist. And uh, that we don't talk about that because <laughs> the clarinet hurt Your me dark permanently. Past. The clarinet permanently injured me. Your so. tragic backstory. <laughs> no, that's the Catholic Church. <laughs> That's another level of performance. Yeah, here we go. Actually, I have a lot to say about um, Monet's outfit this week because I grew up Catholic. But anyways, um, the look on Farah's face when she was in the talent show was, I'm in over my head. It was, I hate this. Like not, not like that she hated performing. It was that she was so scared. Like she, she had that Vaseline smile. She had that like shaky kind of stiff movement. Like I've seen videos of Farrah performing. She loves performing. She is a confident person. She's a showgirl. She's a showgirl. She's the only Vegas showgirl. <laughs> but All Stars Four is such a different stage, and it like it's the same reason that Adore left in uh, her season of All Stars. Which, by the way, a lot of people uh, didn't give Adore enough credit for doing that. That was powerful. That was a powerful moment, and uh, Michelle was Michelle was in the wrong with that fake absolutely apology, and I'm still not like thrilled about it anyways um but yeah no to come back to that stage and to be so harshly critiqued and to be up against people who are so seasoned like latrice and manila to be up against people who are belittling you and kind of treat you like because people treat farah like a child people treat farah like garbage and she doesn't deserve it she's an amazing queen she's Mm -hmm. a really great performer she looks gorgeous all the time like she tweeted out the other day funny how everyone has cried there have been people crying in every episode since i left and no one has told them to man up or to act like a grown adult no no one told manila that no because that's because her reason for crying was valid and it was but because crying is a valid thing and i did it two hours ago because i laughed so hard at my own joke um no and like um i don't know drag queens cry like a lot i've seen a lot of drag queens cry (laughs) drag is a really emotional thing um like when my mom statina had her step down um she was performing and all of her kids came up to tip her in a line and uh she turned around and just started bawling it was incredibly powerful it was incredibly powerful um i perform when i performed is that all right for that night um i uh almost started crying while i was performing and she was crying too like i made like i've cried during friends numbers Mm -hmm. um drag is really emotional for a lot of people and you're putting everything out there and it's so hard and it takes so much effort and uh to have it like to have the number you've dreamed of go wrong or to not feel like you're doing that Mm -hmm. your best that is a terrible feeling because for people who don't know so i watched uh, a couple of like extra things that have gone along with this i watched miss cracker's review with a jew where she actually talks to farah and i've seen some other stuff so farah fell down in the take that they used in the take that they didn't use because if you don't know they make everyone do their talent show twice unless it's something like detox's paint thing where you literally can't do it twice Mm -hmm. uh in her second take she tripped again and like yelled like Farah was given the option by the producers to not show the fall. Uh, she chose to keep it in because of how important it was to what happened later on, like with her her breakdown in the workroom, basically. But I don't think she. I don't think she could have left it. Out. I don't think she could have left it. Out. I don't and think also, she could have left it out without her becoming invisible. And I also think that 
Um, the other thing is people don't realize how physically damaging that probably was because like she talks about she was afraid she broke her hip. Like if you see her fall, she hits hip first and then her head hits the ground. Yeah. Like, there were e- there were people on on like deck like are do you have a concussion? Are you okay? Yeah, there's um like those stages aren't made for falling dancing no nope. falling there's they no are... spring to them um nope like that's a hard fall and that's a hard joint to hit a fall with like landing on your hip hurts it's really bad um so like that she was able to keep going at all was mm-hmm. a lot because like i mean i've seen queens fall so hard that they just have to stop i've seen one queen do that Shh, we're not calling her out but the interesting thing is that other people we know from, like, editing tea, other people fell or tripped during their numbers. Apparently Latrice and Gia both messed up in their numbers, but they were their better take was shown. I'm assuming because they were judged to be safe, which was highway robbery. Gia deserved to be on the top for that one. Um, and uh, the other thing about that is you can't just show us a really good take. Like, you can't show us what looks to us like a flawless performance and have them only be safe like that. Because the first episode was probably the most I've ever disagreed with uh, the judging and the placements. Absolutely. I did not think that Monique or Trinity deserved to be in the top because I saw a flawless performance from Manila, Gia, and Latrice. But apparently Latrice and Gia both had fumbles where they either dropped props or slipped during um, Latrice's brilliant flag core routine. Yeah, like, and the the other thing that's um, really interesting to me is that um, Latrice and... Excuse me. Uh, those three, Latrice, Manila, and Gia, were all doing things that they had learned outside of drag. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Manila actually does, like, visual art. I yeah, think she no, does. Yeah, Manila's a painter because she talks about how, um, she talks about, like, in one of the mirror things when they're talking about, like, did you ever have girlfriends? She's like, yeah, I had a lot of girlfriends. I would dress them up. They were my muses. I would paint them. So oh, I think right. Manila's always been a painter. Yeah. So, like, um, they all did things that they learned independently of drag, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the winners were Tucking, an posing. original song based on your catchphrase from your season, and Posing. <laughs> I think Naomi's was very, very interesting and very cool because, like, that's kind of what she's been criticized for is just being a fashion queen. Like, so, literally, my talent is posing and swiffering my pussy across the I think the that stage. shows a lot of character and a lot of humor that I love in drag. Like... To me, even if you're not a comedy queen, like, drag should always be a little funny. Like, yeah, you know, like, they're, like, I'm really bad at laughing at myself, like, and historically, like, as a kid, I was like that, too. But, like, historically, yeah, in the history of my life, biblically, emotionally, in the canon of my life, laugh at yourself. Um, Well, and, like, I take drag really seriously, and I use drag for, like, gender catharsis, so, like, it's like a little bit different for me than for other people sometimes. And I take myself too seriously, but that being said, I think you have to have a sense of humor about what you're doing. Absolutely. And I've had this conversation with people before. I think that burlesque especially, Mm -hmm. um, is inherently kind of stupid and funny. Like if you look at like, even like Farrah's number, it's very sexy, but there's a part where she powder puffs her butt with a giant like highlighter puff. Yeah. Like sex is funny. (laughs) Yeah, I, well, and, like, this is, is funny. this is something I've been thinking about a lot, is that, like, sex is inherently funny. Like, it's a stupid thing. Sex is an inherently funny concept. It is. It is, like, on, like, one person. But, like, I think drag is inherently funny because it's, like, 
you know, a bunch of people dressing up in all this ridiculous shit with hair jacked to Jesus, wearing heels and tits and pads, mm-hmm. doing these performances for each other. Oh, yeah. And having like six inside jokes that we all go off <laughs> of and every queen does all the same moves. And then someone does a cartwheel or a death drop and everyone freaks out. And, you know, like mm-hmm. the other thing we kind of have to take into account is that All Stars is not the real world in the slightest. Yeah. Um, For anyone out there who doesn't go to local shows in your town or city, if you have them, um, no, you're never going to see a show like that. That isn't all like Rue Girls. Yeah, that isn't in a theater. Yeah, like, you're never going to see a club show that looks like that. But that's not to say like that a club show is not just as exciting. It's like, more exciting. It's more exciting. Like some, the worst drag race lip sync would still get such a response from the crowd because like drag is an inherently um, participatory experience, I feel like, from the audience. I've seen people make money in tips who did much worse than the I will survive lip sync. Oof. <laughs> um, and that was, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that's the worst lip sync in Drag Race history. I don't know. Mimi, I'm first and India Farah was pretty bad. I mean, that's one bad moment. No, the, the whole thing was pretty I mean, bad. Mm, not as bad as India Farah's huge tits. Her ponytail was stuck on the doorway Anyways, to the runway. We're not talking about season three we're here to talk about all stars and like it's so sanitized too on all stars God, like it's so clean no one's allowed to be political manila luzon was not allowed to wear a dress that had a period on it that had like a fucking sanitary napkin with blood on it um well and like you um like the lip sync experience is so Ooh. like it's like a jury like in music school <laughs> No, no, no. This no, is, it seriously is. No, no, no. This is the thing. So, like, as people who have been performing our entire lives and who both went to school for music, um, every every semester you have to do a jury, unless you're a performance student, in which case you do, like, a real recital in front of people. But a jury is three professors who sit there in the audience, like, in the seats of a massive hall, and you just play alone with your accompanist. Or if you're a or, singer, you're like in the vocal arts room and they just watch you from a table like you're on fucking American Idol. Yeah, like you're auditioning for auditioning for American Idol. Yeah. And then you get a grade on it. And there's no feedback whatsoever. Nobody is no. clapping. Nobody's like they're all sitting there analyzing you. And like to a degree, that's what Drag Race is. It's a very sanitized performance environment and it's not indicative of like who did the best no like if you put any of those lip syncs in a club like the response would be so incredible especially um in all stars where they're not like they don't have anything to lose like they're not lip syncing to not lose they're lip syncing to win so i find that they're often like not as exciting because you know there have been some good ones there have been there have been some good ones like um manila manila I love one woman and it's Manila Luzon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. So just like take everything. When we say things like that garment was trash, this lip sync was bad, this performance was bad. We're talking about that in the context of all stars where these people are not just seasoned performers in a highly produced environment. They're also rich for the most part. Or if not rich, they're making money. They have enough money to pay someone else to make customized garments for them. Yeah, like, I'm still buying garments off of, like, Wish and 
like Forever Twenty One funds my drag. Ardeen, it's not a drag show unless we went to Ardeen's ten hours before. <laughs> it really isn't, or the Michaels, or the Michaels. <laughs> this season has been really weird. It's been I really think. wrong. It's been thing. really wrong. So yeah, so the we ju- talked about why we were not happy about the first episode. Yeah, the judges are wrong about everything. Is the problem. Um. Then episode in- one, Gia and Manila especially were robbed. Manila performed amazingly she did an incredibly talented thing everyone in the room when manila flipped her painting over to reveal the like the little vase with the flowers we all lost our shit yeah and well and like that was in a living room like never mind if we had actually been like in a restaurant for a viewing oh my god like yeah no that would have been like that would have been yeah and gia's performance was so captivating and so ethereal and beautiful and this is this art form that is culturally like um very important to her and the just the the level of quality it was so well, it was precise like it was so well done it was so well I'm executed still shook about whatever like led string streamer like yeah. whatever she did at the end that was so cool um so first episode jasmine goes home nobody's surprised no like um, she was set up to go home was set up to go home oh, that's she... another thing we're probably gonna talk about a lot the editing <laughs> the editing is it's all very in the editing. very prevalent and uh editing it's doing is doing some of yeah. them real dirty editing is not what i feel like a lot of people think which is like to say like oh they spliced my their words together to say like no we're talking about adding sound effects adding reactions from people who were not even in the room at the time well i'm sure that everyone uh who's been in like an elementary school music class has had a teacher do the thing where you play a scene and you put different kinds of music behind it and then it gives it different moods because like yeah, That's what or music you've seen does. a video of like a trailer cut with different music or whatever. Yeah, like a Harry Potter if it was a rom com or yeah, whatever. Love um, that one. Uh, Star Wars if it was if Harry met Sally. <laughs> That's a very good one. Um, yeah, but like you can do that stuff with sound because um, that affects so mm-hmm. much about how we perceive television yeah. because that's how we've been like conditioned to think about it yeah a good rule of thumb it might sound paranoid but if two people are not in the same shot if they have to cut away to someone's reaction shot do not trust it yeah no absolutely not like all the in today's episode with lady bunny they used the same shot of her cracking up like five times five times it was the exact same shot so like and they're they're like this this is not a pure celebration of drag this is to make money oh of course this is um this is to make drama this is capitalism like you've we've commodified drag capitalism Uh, um this is the ultimate commodification of an art form oh absolutely and um they don't make money by just letting things happen no um (coughs) yeah jasmine was set up to fail they gave her the edit of like are you sure you don't want to practice your comedy more? Uh, yeah. And then she went home. And it's fine. Um, people were stoked to see Jasmine back. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Jasmine's fine. I, I don't mean, mind her. Like, she looked great. Like, her oh, suits yeah. were fantastic. Yeah, I loved her suits. Um, like, I think she's... Like, I really like Jasmine. I yeah. just don't think that... Also, I don't think that Drag Race is really the venue for her. And Drag Race isn't the venue for a lot of people. I feel like Drag Race does not respect Jasmine Masters enough to let Jasmine Masters flourish. No, and I don't think... Th- I think that's true of, like... A lot of a, queens. I think that's true of Farah. I think that's true of Gia. I think it's... Bendela. Oh, yeah. Drag Race is not good to Bendela. Like, she isn't... She was not in a good place. Adore. Like, 
Uh, Adore, yeah. I think Drag Race was ultimately, I think that Alaska won, but I think that Drag Race was ultimately an unhealthy place for Alaska. Yeah. Um, Katya. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, that kind of competition isn't for everybody. Um, and, like, that's not to say that people can't do it. It's to say that it's, uh, it's really emotionally hard. damaging it's emotionally very difficult and this is the thing that bothers me about all-stars rules is that like you have it's traumatizing to, you have to ruin someone's future not ruin someone's future but like you have to deny them an opportunity based on how they perform in this sanitized control setting where the producers are telling you to do one thing and you're mm-hmm. hearing this and that from the judges um and like so people like valentina or manila who are really like producing their storylines yeah that's those that. are the those are the people who are gonna do well because they have like they they have that sense mm-hmm. to be able to do that um some of us don't have to force storylines to get airtime um <laughs> i want to talk about um not necessarily about season two i want to talk about who the edit is favoring and who the edit is not favoring yeah. Farah was edited very clearly to be an early out. Yeah. I don't even remember episode two, honestly. Episode two is a blur to me. Episode two. The was... only good thing about episode two was Stacey oh, Lane, Matthews Stacey Lane Matthews and Naomi. Thing. Yeah, I don't remember much of that episode because um, it Stacey was pretty Lane forgettable. Matthews was there. It was amazing. Yeah, Farrah... Stacey Lane Mas- Matthews is in every second episode of the show. <laughs> it's, it's so Which good. is good. She's the only good part of the show. Uh, Farah admitted to being a former phone sex operator. Yeah, which is great very cool and something i would very much like to do because I, you like yeah. i already get paid to talk on the phone all day don't have to touch anyone no do get paid by the minute oh, no. <laughs> um but yeah i so think the edit is really um doing really, naomi dirty it is oh my god um like it's uh one of our friends uh tom said to me today that she's getting the invisible edit and that is and that's a crime because yeah. um she has been doing really well. She was funny as Wendy Williams and she was funny in the Jersey episode. Yeah. She was funnier than Manila. I would say episode three and four, she was funnier than Manila. I did not find her Barbara. I did not find Manila's Barbara that funny. I, yeah. Like I think she was the best of that group, that group, but I I don't think think they needed to pick a winner from each group. No, I think if Naomi had been in that group, she may have mm-hmm. won she would I think have monique should have been on the bottom for that tiffany haddish yeah that was a criminal crime <laughs> that runway though uh the episode three it, oh we're I'm not a... even going to talk about episode two because um neither of us really remember it and it was shitty <laughs> although manila's runway in episode two was yes. beautiful. the best runway to have ever occurred on rupaul's drag race yeah okay episode three was their snatch game they did snatch game of love i was i watched this when it leaked a week early <laughs> Oh, I did not. I uh, watched so I it live a with time. a bunch of other gays. I had a lot, a lot of time to ruminate on it. But, like, yeah, like, celebrity impersonation is something that, like, when I think of that, I think of Charlie Heights, who does a lot of that. Does, not just I, a lot of that, but does a lot of, like, physical transformation, like, and does a lot of, like, makeup mm-hmm. transformation. I think of, obviously, um, Chad Michaels. Of course. People um, who, like... Brinty Spreeth. Brinty Spurs. Derek, Derek Burry. People, and that's like I think a very big Vegas thing. I think it's maybe bigger in the states, where they have like weekly shows and things. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's not something that we see a lot in our local scene. That doesn't to say that it's not like a big part because I think that historically um, impersonation has been a big part of drag. Yeah, I just and um, it's an interesting skill to have. It's more about the improv to me. 
Um, what was interesting to me is that they finally chose to do something different with Snatch Game after three seasons of All Stars. Like they didn't do Snatch Game on the original All Stars. Yeah, there was that um, the laughing. Yeah, and I think that was a smart choice. I think it didn't go as well as they hoped, so maybe they didn't do that. But I think Snatch Game can die. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of it. I um, I think it's interesting because celebrity personation impersonation is something that uh, not a lot of queens that I know do. Like, they'll do it for one event or they'll do it for one number. Um, the closest we have are queens, I think, like Sharon Shara, like who often do numbers inspired by by specific inspired artists. by specific artists or like in tribute to specific artists yeah sharon does a lot of share and she does a lot of tina and she does them both very well um but she is by no means an impersonator no um i think a lot of the standards have been taken and people feel like they can't redo them so there are deeper yeah. and deeper cuts that just don't make sense well there's also it's interesting <coughs> monet was talking about how like uh in her interview with miss crackers review with the jew how she had all these props and stuff because usually with Snatch Game you have a thing covering your legs where you can have like little props you can pull out. But in this one, their legs were totally exposed so they have to kind of hide props more creatively. Right. So I think that's an interesting choice to kind of switch up the formula so you can't rely on the same gags and stuff. Yeah, and I, I also like that they had them separated into two groups. Yes, that was interesting. It, it gives them a lot more airtime because as we noticed, like especially with the season nine Snatch Game when there were... 10 queens on the panel everyone gets like two lines yeah and like i don't know i like the format of snatch game of love um even though i don't think necessarily like the questions were the best like i think that could have done no but i think they've been to some dumb snatch game questions too well yeah i mean snatch game the thing is is that the questions have a formula and in a dating show that's not so much I didn't think Valentina necessarily deserved the bottom. I thought her no, the kit was I actually thought it was funny. really funny. I thought she was hilarious. You can't sell something you've already bought. When we saw that, my brother said, "Yes, you can." <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, Taking yeah, it I to thought, the used car lot. I thought she was really funny. I thought she did better than Chi Chi did. Um, Chi Chi, oh, <laughs> Chi Chi's the kid. I forgot about her Catwoman. Um. I also thought I think, she physically looked so much like Eartha Kitty. It was yeah, insane. There was yeah. a lot of people doing a lot of face work this season. <laughs> um, I, I thought, like I said, like I said earlier, I thought Naomi was really funny. I thought she was fantastic. She she had the huge titties with no ass. She did the little gag with the uh, with, with the, the Lady Liberty in the fall. Mm-hmm. If, which if you haven't seen that video, Wendy Williams had a stroke on live TV, and no one's talking about it. Um, and like I think like Wendy Williams is a really smart choice too. Yes, to Wendy play. Williams has been done also. Oh yeah, Dieter Ritz did Wendy Williams in yeah, season well, four. Sort yep. of. Well, season four happened. Season four was TV. Gia Gunn did poorly. Gia Gunn did Jenny Bui, yeah. uh, who is Cardi B's nail technician. She has this like crazy story where she like fled uh, a civil war in her home country, made her way through like Canada to the states. Uh, and now she's like a nail tech to the stars. Yeah. Um, Gia did um, a Chinese immigrant, Japanese immigrant. Was a Japanese. Well, she did. Ja- I don't know if Jenny Bui is Japanese. <laughs> is the thing. I d- I don't know, but um, it was rough. And yeah. I think she was also nervous, and I think she um, overstepped, which was a really big trigger for Latrice. Yeah. Well, like, and um, especially like Latrice's history with Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. It was pretty easy to see how frustrated she was. Yeah, but I think that carrying over to the next episode, 
I don't know if that would have made that much of a difference if Gia had not been there. Yeah. Well, I think Latrice wouldn't have been visibly angry. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think she would have like stayed in character a little bit better. I don't know that she would have done well because like you said, the next episode, um, yeah. Trinity Taylor did a trans woman for the second time in a out of two as uh, dirt pointed out to me. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. I think probably what she's doing is she's choosing people who look like they've had extensive plastic surgery because they have. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Lepore, um, known nightlife person, with the most expensive body on earth. Yes. <laughs> Supposedly. Um, she doesn't know much about clothes, but her hair looks fierce. <laughs> uh, and her portrayal of Amanda Lepore was fine. It was like the, the kind of the classic. She like, uh, like I said, the season nine snatch game, everyone got like a line. So basically she was just like, had a line about how she, how much, Bot- how much Botox she had. And now she couldn't move her face. Yeah. Which um, is fine. Cause Amanda Lepore, um, is made of plastic. Yes. Um, I thought her Caitlyn Jenner was pretty funny. Yeah, it was like, pretty funny. I don't like Caitlyn Jenner. No, that's obviously. the thing. I hate Caitlyn Jenner, but I feel like we have to tread so carefully because I feel like people see Caitlyn Jenner as such an easy target to make fun of so that they can make fun of a trans woman but not feel like they're being bad allies or whatever. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with that. Like, I don't, I don't feel that from Trinity. Like, no. I think Trinity did like a funny impersonation and yeah. talked about the Olympics on point. Yeah, um, that, was so, that was so stupid. When when those magazine covers were out, like of like the I am Caitlin, um, I worked at Walmart. <sighs> Real bad. That's a Working yikes for at me. The Walmart, yeah. <laughs> I also worked at a Walmart for two summers. It's hell. Walmart is bad. Walmart can eat my ass. Who else? What else happened in Snatch Game? Uh, it was. I mean, honestly, Monique for didn't me, didn't do great. Monique was, Monique was but possible. her runway was fantastic. Yeah, I thought the fit of the boots could have been better, but it was fantastic. Um, yeah. Monique did bad, and her runway was bad, and I didn't understand why she wasn't in the bottom. Yeah. Um, Valentina did good in snatch game but her, her outfit didn't fit yeah it was a good idea for an outfit it this was is a, this is a common theme we found with valentina that she has really good concepts but the execution is just not quite there yeah i would say for three weeks in a row now yes i agree because um if you're paying for an outfit like there's no excuse for it to not fit you do you think someone else designed her deconstructed drag outfit for her i don't want to guess <laughs> I want to leave that an enigma. That's that's just not. We're not going there. Tom, welcome to the stage. Enigma, enigma, enigma variation. <laughs> this is what's really great is that Moxie's recording this from her weed chair with uh, a wig head that has one half of a Cyberlocks wig on it. Yeah, and I also have a Guinness glass with wine and Sprite in it. That it's I'm been drinking. a night, folks. Um, we're out here doing it. Yeah, I would say, um, the m- most notable thing, I mean, Gia goes home, uh, she has a lovely talk with Manila about, like, I think this was a bad place for Gia to be, but when Gia has talked about it outside of it, outside of this, it's not necessarily that she went to All Stars because she wanted to prove something about herself. She wanted to be there as a visibly trans woman. Yeah, and, um... I think it was important that she went on. I don't think it was significant that they asked her back, but I think it was significant that she agreed to do that. 
and she always looked stunning. Her workroom looks were always gorgeous. Yes. And her, her return look. Oh my god. <laughs> she looks in this re- most recent episode they're doing the returning queen's gag because of course everyone's wearing black except for Farah, which is amazing. Farah looked so good. But Gia Gun, Gia Gun looked so good in my this, wig like, flew. My wig was going airplane emoji to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> my wig flew into the sun. It was Gia Gun was wearing a Jane Doe latex dress with this like little kind dress. of dress. <laughs> I'm sorry, I turned into Star David for a second. <laughs> with this like little peplum thing at the very bottom, she had this gorgeous hair. These like uh, uh kind of like um a better executed version of Yuamasaki's feather runway <laughs> with the birds. Mm, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, my god! But yeah, Gia went home episode three. Um, she was kind of given. They kind of called it like a villain edit. Like she was mean to Farah. I think it's just. I think Gia's just blunt and kind of stupid. I think Gia just doesn't know when to stop. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I think like she talked about how like drag race made her a more competitive person and a, a worse person. And I think that's true for a lot of people. But yeah. And like, I think that um, like as a trans, as like as a trans woman being on the show after RuPaul said all this garbage. Um, and then tweeted the trains flag. <laughs> Um, like, I think she was put in a position where she couldn't say no to the show. No. Um, and then I think that with that, she came into a situation where she knew that, like, she knew what she was getting into. Oh, yeah. She's also just not very eloquent. No. And that um, can come across in editing as intentionally very rude. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I don't think she was trying to be as, like, I don't think she was trying to be awful in the way that they portrayed her as trying to be awful. Yeah like who knows yeah i think she just maybe didn't know the right time and place yeah. or maybe uh, wanted to self-produce <laughs> a little bit too much yeah someone doesn't have to force storylines we also had i believe in see in episode three the kind of beginning of the manila secret villain arc yeah i think manila is um like I think Manila really understands how to keep herself on the show. Yes, so Manila, even though she's yeah. doing very well, Manila's doing fantastic. Her boots runway was one of the best runways. Um, of oh the my season. god, I I love everyone. <laughs> literally everybody I was watching that episode with hated it, and yeah. I loved it because everyone else except for us is wrong about yeah. everything. Um, because uh, harnesses are always good. A fucking gag, like a carrot ball carrot gag. Ball gag. Have you seen the photo shoot she did in that? Episode? Yes, it looks uh, so cute. And she hopped down the entire runway. That was so sweet. It was so cute. It was good. That was a really good runway. And also the best lip sync of the season. Yes, by far. Energy. Um, Manila. One in five seconds. <laughs> um, Manila is someone uh, we we did an interview recently where they asked for our drag inspirations and I'm mostly inspired by people I know I'm mostly inspired by my friends by my moms by local queens and drag queens who aren't necessarily you know crew girls but Manila Luzon is one of the first drag queens that I really loved because she's just like every time she lip syncs it's incredible like yeah her MacArthur Park was like oh yeah one of the things that made me feel like I had to That's do in drag. Like every top five lip sync compilation. Out it's there. so good. It's fantastic. But yeah, Manila Luzon said to Trinity, I could consider sending Valentina home because she's the stronger competitor. Which I believe she has admitted at uh, live at viewings. At Roscoe's live viewing. At Roscoe's live viewing. I did that to get airtime. 
and because she knew they would let her win yes uh, but this has been this weird thing now that they're editing to make it seem like everyone distrusts Manila as if Manila is some sort of wild card who's going to play against the rules when it's like guys when have the rules ever been fair like here's ben- the thing about rules Bendela Christ is not here <laughs> um here's the thing about the all-stars rules is that like they're completely arbitrary and they don't matter and like Latrice did not deserve to be Roxy Andrews but um i do understand the impulse to keep your friend because like when you are sending someone home from all stars like you are costing them money and gigs and oh yeah fame and uh you're saying like someone else deserves this more than you and that's hard to say to people who you love absolutely like i it's hard it's hard to send your friend home mm-hmm. when you know on when you've been so close for so long and you know them outside of the show and you know what kind of quality of work that they have done yeah it's hard to <clears throat> it's hard to um divorce that from what's happening in this competition i also i don't know maybe this is because of the way we were looking at it outside as as a viewer of an edited product but it just feels so clear to me that neither latrice or monet are going to win that the choice almost seems arbitrary at this point. Yeah, because um, I think the clear front runners for winner are Trinity, um, Manila, Manila, Valentina. They're very clearly setting up a Manila Trinity like rivalry. Yes, because Trinity is the one spearheading the whole Manila's a wild card who we can't trust thing. Although mm-hmm. Naomi was kind of stirring the pot with that today. Yeah. But again, Naomi's getting the invisible edit, so I keep forgetting that she's even there. Yeah, because episode four, episode four, Jersey Justice, uh, Naomi Smalls and Manila Luzon created the only funny comedy performance on Drag Race in the last seven seasons. Yeah, like, there has not been a good comedy challenge since season six. Like except for um, except for Sasha Valor and Shea Coulee's uh, trailer. Yes, that was hilarious. I didn't cringe a single time during their performance. No, it was actually funny, and they were feeding off of each other's energy. And and what was whack was that Manila was saying Naomi has been consistently safe when she has been in the top three every episode. Yeah, and again, people are saying, "Oh, Naomi's fading into the background with Manila, bitch." Where? She was not only holding her own, I thought she was funnier than Manila. Well, and um like there's in no in no world, in no world was like if if Monique was genuinely funnier than they knew, than Naomi, they have to show us that because I didn't see not. that. She was just louder. Monique's runway that week the swerves and curves with the cow. I think that's the only cow thing she ever does that I will like. Yes, um, I'm so tired because of the cow absolutely those like the way that the dress was padded up on the shoulders and yes. out in the hips that like that's how cows look that was super cool and very that good it was very smart now stop wearing cow please and now we're done um but naomi looked so fucking good and it was like a funny runway because she did the whole burnt pie thing and she had that gorgeous like sad makeup yeah like that was an incredible oh that was it's so because they made such a big deal in season eight when naomi padded for like the first time in her mm-hmm. black and white runway yeah where she should have had black and white legs but whatever it's fine she looked gorgeous um but like she her ass was massive and it looked perfect like it wasn't mm-hmm. lumpy and it, the pads were good i remember talking to a straight person who said they wanted it to be 
more extreme and i had to say listen if they had been any bigger it would have been her tits from the wendy william challenge and it would have looked bad well like she was too skinny to be padded more than that she was perfectly proportioned though like she looked flawless and this is where like i don't think the all-stars runways matter no i don't think they matter at all the top Mm -hmm. and like like I think it's just a chance to show off, which is fine. Welcome to All Stars, where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> Naomi's being slept on. Charo is the winner of every season. Stacey um, Lane Matthews should be the winner. Stacey Lane Matthews was the best part of the Jersey Justice Challenge. Absolutely. Yeah, Trinity was not funny. Yeah, Trinity wasn't funny. My name is Fish. <laughs> she had a Wendy Williams stroke <laughs> and forgot her name. Latrice was. Uh, unfortunately not present in the challenge and no that's like just that's just too bad and she went home and she looked great but uh it was i mean it was her time to go she hadn't won anything she'd been in the bottom twice yeah yeah it it was her time to go um but like yeah no no judgment on manila for like wanting to save her i think that like i don't know like i think that bendela was right and that it's exhausting to try and lip sync for something when you know you're gonna have to cut someone's dream short oh yeah which is why I don't like how All Stars works. But they're suspending All Stars rules. Yeah, so they can push Trinity Taylor through to the end. Jesus Christ, yeah. So today was the roast, and it was a lot. Yeah. I yelled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I um, got real drunk. And the straight people at the next table were really upset about it. Because I wouldn't stop screaming. Because Monet exchanged ripped off her sunglasses to reveal another pair of glasses underneath. Monique it was the Hart best was thing. so fucking funny. Monique Hart was so fucking funny. And that Valentina says, I don't understand. Oh, that preacher voice was flawless. Valentina says, I don't understand the jokes. I stand up and I yell, you're dumb. Yeah. And that's true. That's true. <laughs> Valentina, you idiot. Mo- uh, Monique killed it. Uh, Monet killed it. Uh, who else was good? <laughs> Um, Manila was funny. Manila was fantastic. Uh, and then I would say that the other three, Naomi was, I don't think Naomi was as bad as we're being made to believe. No, I think she maybe wasn't hilarious. I but think she I was think... perfectly safe. Yeah. Um, and then I think Trinity definitely deserved to be in the bottom. Trinity and Valentina both were Val- not Valentina good. Valentina was not funny. And who else is even left? Oh, I guess Monique was safe too. No. No, we talked about Monique. Monique was safe, though. Because this right. was the week where everyone who was not in the top was um, in the bottom, which is just so they wouldn't have to say the bottom is Valentina and Trinity. Yeah. Because um. that runway, though. So the runway was fantastic. The runway was um, angel, white, white, angelic, whatever. Angelic, white. Angelic, white. Uh, Monet Exchange won the whole season. Monet Exchange came out in some really good uh, uh, Catholic iconography. Yeah, like Like Rihanna at the Met Gala. Like the heart of, like the, like the heart of whatever, like with the spikes coming out of it and the, like the Pope hat. Which is the third time we've seen it on the season now because uh, both Gia and Monique walked in with that, which is so funny. Um, Uh, But she had the Pope hat. She had the giant cape that she made into a runway. She had those gorgeous red contacts that she looked like insane. And like just like just the right amount of hair. Yeah, it like was so she gorgeous. Looked perfect. Like she won the episode for me. Yeah. Um, other runways we liked. Naomi's Prince Naomi tribute looked incredible with the fucking guitar prop. 
and like she sold that runway that so hair. hard. The hair was amazing. The hair was perfect. Her legs were gorgeous. Like it's she like was Prince. it was not an overly complicated costume, but it was the perfect like when doves cry i am prince in a white outfit prince is dead so i am an angel in heaven it wasn't like that's a really fucking good reference yes it it was flawless it should have pushed her to safe yeah absolutely monique was wearing blinds (laughs) i wasn't the hugest fan but again i thought she was easily almost in the top so i think she should have been safe yeah i agree like the i hated the blinds outfit i really didn't like it yeah i did not like care for trinity's outfit the judges loved it yeah, the I also didn't care for Manila's outfit. I, this is the first time I haven't cared for Manila's outfit. And also, her makeup was whack. Yeah, her makeup was a little bit strange to me. I think um, it's because I think it's partially because she was so blonde. This happened in season three too, where she did a blonde look and she looked like jaundiced. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Very much so. Um. But like with that concept with the little cherubs, if yeah. you're gonna do that, like classical angelic. Like, I know that, like, we all know that reference from a Renaissance painting with mm-hmm. the, like, the one angel and then the little cherubim are, like, floating around looking like fat little babies, like, carrying the trains. Like, it has yeah. to be more. If you're going to do that, it has to be, bigger. like, a bigger than a Renaissance like, painting. I did appreciate that I think Trinity had a halo or a crown of rays. She I had a halo. That. She had a halo. And you know I love a halo or a crown of rays. Um, but it should have been bigger. And also, I, the shouldn't she shouldn't have fucking cheap chicken feathers all over her chest or whatever those were. Yeah, Valentina's outfit was insane, and we haven't talked about it yet. Um, Valentina's we both hated outfit this. didn't fit. No, and this is the third week in the row that she's worn something that either didn't fit or was not constructed well because we did not care for her deconstructed padding look. No, it was it looked like trash and not it in looked a like good drag it, it looks like it looked eureka like... made it in a construction challenge <laughs> it looked like jiggly caliente in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> challenge the post-apocalyptic um it's I, just not it just wasn't it's cute. just not couture well and like um one of our friends pointed out like her face was perfectly beat and then the outfit was just not completed no and also like if you're gonna do if you're gonna say like if you're gonna put like half a pad on you and be like oh pads that's part of the theme put an entire fucking couch cushion on your outfit honestly like honestly like go for it this is she also had a safety pin stuck through one of the cups of her bra and i I hated that so much like what is that doing there and anyway so her look this week while it was like a really good concept it didn't fit properly like the dress shouldn't move like that when you're walking no it was very reminiscent of a uh, season eight season nine shea coolay's accordion boobs in the yeah. final ro- runway yeah exactly and it's just not yeah no if you're gonna be like as famous as valentina is and as well supported as she is and you're and gonna like and you're gonna for be, your fashion sense as valentina yeah like y- you can't wear stuff that doesn't fit no especially because it's like this isn't filmed in that long of a time like there's no way it fit when she got there oh no um this is not alexis mateo in season three (laughs) um who else is there to even talk about no one (laughs) um Uh, the lip sync was fine was fine uh two gals being pals two they gals were actually you know what pals. no it was very very good because they did a lot of lip work and it was very funny yeah no monet that was one that was funny monet clearly won and i don't like the double save or the double win the when double win has only ever been valid once in season two of all stars and with um Alyssa and tatiana yeah that that's was, the only lip sync where i truly what she dances. 
<laughs> that's the only lip sync that I ever think has truly been like unclockably a double save. Yeah, like Alyssa and Roxy. No, no, clearly not. Absolutely. When when, when else have there been a double save? Eureka and Cameron. No. Oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah, that shouldn't have that. That ain't it, sis. That was not because it, the sis. next the next week's lip sync was so much better, and neither of them deserved to go home for that lip sync. Who did go home? The Vix. No, no, that wasn't the Vixen. That was Monet and. Oh, that was Monet and Cameron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. and that's when Monet went home, and she didn't deserve to. It she did so, so well. Annoying. She didn't even deserve to be in the bottom. No. Justice for Monet Exchange. Justice for Monet Exchange. I love Monet Exchange. That's my president. Yes. That's my <laughs> drag president. Let's do more political drag challenges, shall we? Shall we dance? But it was a double save, and it was undeserved um, because clearly Monet won. And clearly but they were just going to bring them all back anyways, so it didn't really didn't make really sense. matter. And then they're like, we've suspended All-Stars rules, which I guess just means now they're going to go back to lip syncing for their life. Which is good because it's going to mean better lip syncs. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I really want is for the season to just start again. That's clearly not what's going to happen because they showed, uh, they showed the returning girls who all looked fantastic, by the way. Taking lipsticks. Taking lipsticks. So what I think is probably going to happen is that they are going to have to lip sync for their chance to come back. Well, it's and probably something like season two where they are going to have to choose who they are going to replace or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could start the season over, but it would play out exactly the same. Oh yeah, Jasmine and Farah and Gia would all go home. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, what's insane to me is that even more than last time, like last last season, the obvious choice to bring back was Aja. Yeah, like the only person who it made sense to bring back was Aja, and yet somehow Morgan came back because Ben to the Christ. Um. Yeah, because if Aja had come back, she could have won. Yeah. Well, she has won in my heart. Yeah. Um, and season the last season before that it was a little more ambiguous I think because Tatiana and Alyssa both clearly deserved a chance to come back yes just because Tatiana looked so good well and they like that was such a good it was such a good lip sync like mm-hmm. that was like yeah this season the only person who it even kind of makes sense to bring back is uh, Latrice yeah and excuse me even then she's just gonna go home again right away Unless there's no more comedy challenges. Because they've done three in a row. They have done three in a row. Um, Are they going to have a fucking construction challenge? Yeah, I want more construction challenges. I want more... I want more unconventional materials challenges. Yes. I want more creative concept runways. Yes. Like the bitch ball or the glitter I ball. I want more... I want a lip sync musical. I want a lip sync musical. Yeah, let, make them do another fucking history of the world or whatever. Farmerusical. But make it written better than the Kardashian ones and the Divas VH1 because those were both and shitty. And then make it not make it sung by good people. No, she's doing fine. her best. The one girl doing all eight of those impressions is doing her best. I know, and she's very funny. This season has been a ride. It's been a that coaster. I want to get off of. <laughs> yeah, we're just honestly we're just passing the time until Dracula comes back. Yeah, and like I don't know, we're gonna go right into another season of Drag Race after Jesus this. Like Christ. I'm tired. I'm so burnt I out. already do drag every day. <laughs> <laughs> I this is already something that I do constantly. I'm I just kind hate of RuPaul tired. So much. I kind of want Drag Race to disappear for two years and then come back. Yeah. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom really badly. I think that's actually probably a pretty good place to leave it. Yeah. 
We've talked about all of All Stars. That's true. We can talk about our pain of super drags eventually when All Stars is done. When season eleven is done. Jesus Christ! When Dragula is done. done in in August. <laughs> in August, we'll, we'll talk about super drags in August. <laughs> we'll talk about super drags in our premium content. <laughs> Donate to our Patreon, yeah. which is just my PayPal. <laughs> It's I'll my Venmo. Up, I'll set up a Venmo. I'll set up a Kofi. <laughs> I think uh, I have one of those, actually. It's so good. Nice. Uh, my name is Dirt. I'm Moxie. Everyone else is wrong. And this is Drag. Okay, bye. <laughs>